The preceding message is brought to you by Kingsword Everywhere Nigeria. Stay tuned after this message for more information about Kingsword Everywhere Nigeria. In fact, if you don't have the magazine, that means you are not present at yesterday's praise mega praise party. Can you lift up a writer and Anosha will bring it to you quickly? If you don't have the magazine, maybe you have visited for the first time or you are not present yesterday, lift it up. If you got one yesterday and you gave it out, don't lift it up your hands. I warned you yesterday that yesterday the copy was for you. Somebody shout hallelujah. Now, if you have the magazine, you will realize at the back page, you have 2018, my year what? Divine elevation. Somebody say divine elevation. You know, we have the privilege of starting the year before the rest of the people. So, we are already in 2018. So, by the time the rest of the people are saying, happy new, yeah, you say, oh, welcome, you are welcome. I've been there. So, God gave me a word for you along the line of divine elevation. Somebody says divine elevation. I believe the Bible says in Psalm 75, I believe, it said for promotion comes not from what? The east, not from what? The west. But rather, it says God is the judge, is the one that sets up one and pulls down another. Ladies and gentlemen, talking about divine elevation... God is the one that can truly elevate you. Are you listening to me? Come on. Men can promise to raise your status and never deliver. Or maybe it's gone to an extent, but after a while they will withdraw the favor. Some of you know what I'm talking about. In fact, all of a sudden, the same person that has been so excited about you changes his attitude towards you. And you're like, what happened? I thought you promised to do this and that for me. And all of a sudden, he changes his mind. No wonder the Bible says it is better to trust in God than to put what? Your confidence in men. Are you following? So, true elevation is God's product. Can we say it together? I said true elevation is God's product. God is the only one that will lift you up. I declare somebody under the sound of my voice in the year 2018 will experience uncommon elevation. You know the amazing thing about God is that God can take you from so low from the pit and raise you so high to the top of the mountain. He can raise you so high that people that have known you all their life will not be able to, all your life will not be able to recognize you. Simply because God has put you up. Somebody under the sound of my voice will experience a divine pull in this season. Now somebody said, Pastor, why are you talking about it? Because if I don't preach about it, somebody will not have faith for it. And if somebody does not have faith for it, somebody will not receive it. So you came here today to hear the word of the Lord concerning the new season of your life. Say God is about to raise you up. Lift up your hands and shout, raise me up. 
Maybe you've been through hell. You've been through disappointment. You've been through delays. Man, I've let you down. But God told me to tell you. He said, I'm about to step into these situations and the affairs of your life. And all the disappointment of the past are about to be raised. As God begins to take you to a whole new level. Lift up your hands and shout, raise me up. He's a God that elevates. The Bible is full of stories of men and women that were truly elevated by God. Joseph was a man that God elevated. He was not the first child. He was not even the second child. He had a bunch of brothers ahead of him. All of a sudden, as a young boy, he began to encounter God in a dream. And God told him in multiple dreams how he was going to be raised. And he shared it with his brothers. Thinking they will celebrate it. But they were angry. <laughs> because it's natural to be envious. Why not me? But you know the amazing thing is that God's provision covers all. Are you listening to me? If you are a man that understands how God works, somebody's promotion will not put you under pressure. Now turn to your neighbor and say, neighbor, I know you are about to be promoted. Oh, can, can you prophesy over your neighbor and say, neighbor, your promotion is around the corner. And I promise you, your promotion will not intimidate me. I will celebrate your promotion because the same God is good to all and is over all. Somebody shout hallelujah. But his brothers did not understand this. The mere fact that Joseph was going to be promoted put them under pressure. And they said, let's quickly get rid of him. Some of you have literally been through that. You were in an office and you were a rising star. It was obvious the boss was, was, so, was, was so drawn to you. And people, you know, ganked up against you. And before you knew it, stories were cooked up. Things were said about you that were never true. And it seemed you lost favor. Today I speak as God's prophet. Everyone whose story resembles what I've just said. Today marks the beginning of your restoration. I said today marks the beginning of your restoration. You've been ganked up against. They said things that were never true. I don't know what I'm talking about. You're like, did I do that? I didn't do it. But God told me. He said you will not have to defend yourself again. Who am I talking to this morning? I said you will not have to defend yourself again. I see God standing on your behalf and fighting your cause. There will always be people like Haman. How many of you know the story of Haman? Haman was just a man that hated Jews. He hated Jews. And anything Jewish is hated. And there are satanic agents like Haman all over the place. The mere fact that they know you are a Christian, they start hating you. Today I speak as God's prophet. Whosoever is under the affliction of hatred, Metiata I declare things have been turned around for your good from today. Hey man, it is the Jews. And there was something about Mordecai. Mordecai he was excited about his background. He was a man that would not hide the fact that he was a Jew. And him and he said that. He cooked up story. And he told the king, let's get rid of him. 
And the king said, yes, go ahead. But known to him, there is a God in heaven that will not watch him and suffer unjustly. I declare your days of suffering unjustly, those days are over. That God stepped into their fears and guess what? The king could not sleep. Because of your soon coming elevation, every king that is in a position to make a decision where your promotion is concerned will not be able to sleep until your elevation is granted. Oh, you did not hear me. This is powerful. Get on your feet. Every king associated with your destiny who is in a position to make a major decision that will change your story, I declare because of you, will not be able to sleep. The king could not sleep. Why? A covenant man must be elevated. You know, it happened more than once. In the case of Joseph, because of Joseph, the king had a dream. And God made sure there was nobody to interpret but Joseph. I feel an anointing. Somebody's company is going to come under, he's going to come into a situation just because of you. And God, listen, and God told me, say, I will give you the formula. Oh, you didn't hear me. All of a sudden, they will notice you. Somebody shout divine arrangements. There are patterns in the scripture. Joseph, because of Joseph, Pharaoh slept and had a dream that only Joseph could interpret. Because of Daniel, Nebuchadnezzar slept and had a dream that only Daniel could interpret. Because of you, in your workplace, I declare there will be a divine arrangement that will make you known to everyone. And if you look at their stories, these people, they are not even supposed to have access. Daniel was supposed to be a slave. Joseph was in prison and yet his voice was heard. I declare no matter where you are presently, by divine alignment and arrangement, I declare you will be discovered. Because of Esther, Fashtai had to misbehave. Oh, you didn't hear me. I mean, technically, we can argue the case that the king went out of line. How many of you agree with me? I mean, you are drunk and you are, you are embarrassing your queen. How many of you know that was the story? I felt embarrassed. This is not the way to treat a woman. Any woman in the house? Come on, talk to you. Any woman in the house? I mean, who among you will love your husband to just be parading you like a trophy like that? Apparently, maybe the king had been doing it for too many times. First time was just fed up. He said, no, 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 I'm not coming out this time around. But it was a divine setup. Because that seat belongs to someone else. Whosoever is under the sound of my voice, who ought to be, who ought to be sitting in dominion, and that seat is being occupied by someone who is not you. I declare by divine arrangement, there will be a displacement to have you replace that, that person is... Somebody shout, I shall be elevated. By this time next year, when we are celebrating 21st anniversary, somebody under the sound of my voice, we have a story that my, my situation has been radically changed in the name of Jesus. 
You know, yesterday was it after the money session. The lady came to me. He said, February. This year, when you came for workers' conference, I'm not even remember workers' conference in February. He said, You made a call for people believing you go for the fruit of the womb. I said, and I came forward. And he brought out a baby yesterday. Said, This is the fruit. February, do your calculation. By November, the baby has arrived. So the baby is about three weeks now. He said, this is the fruit. I declare as the Lord live it, this time next year, somebody under the sound of my voice, this morning we have his own fruit. Divine elevation. God is behind it. You might need to suspend your brain. Because some of you are calculating how will it happen. Ladies and gentlemen, that's why we call it divine. It's not just any kind of word. You know, if it's natural elevation, it has to be, you know, you go step by step, you climb the ladder, you pay the price. But if it's divine, God can take you from nowhere and take you somewhere major. Are you listening to me? And you will skip all the stages. Anybody interested in skipping all the stages? Oh, you know, you find yourself in purpose. Somebody shout elevated. Come on, somebody scream it. Elevated. Scream it one time. Say elevated. So the first thing you need to know about divine elevation is that it's beyond your mind. Is God at work. And because this God is capable of putting things together just to make his plan a reality. God has a plan for your elevation. Let's say it together. Say God. I can't hear you. Say God has a plan for my elevation. Oh, what am I talking to? Who did God send me to this morning? Where are you? Where are you? Oh, no, I'm, I'm serious. I'm looking for that person. Because I don't want to waste my time. I came here as a prophet. Who did God send me to this morning? The person who is next in line for divine elevation. The person that God is about to raise his head, raise her head. Take her far beyond what he has ever dreamed or imagined. I declare in the name of Jesus, God's plan of elevation will become your reality. See it. It does not have to take you forever. I've shared the test. I'm not sure I've shared the testimony here. I'm not too sure. You know, to the glory of God, we are moving into a beautiful facility on December 31st in Chicago. One of the most beautiful facilities in the, in the city. It's like a whole street. Listen, I did not beg for it. I did not ask for it. I did not apply for it. God brought it to us. You want to know how it happened? I went to preach somewhere. It's a small gathering, not even a church. Small gathering. Last year, May. And when I was done preaching, a lady came to me. A lady I've never seen before in my life came to me, African-American. He said, oh, sir, I just want to let you know. Listen to this. He said, I just want to let you know I've never been this blessed all my life. And I know what I'm talking about because I got raised in the pastor's house. So thank you, sir. I was, oh, thank you too for, you know, the compliment. I thought it was just what a what. Listen, the way your elevation will come, you will even be two days to see that this is God initially. 
So I just thought, I mean, only God knows how many thousands of compliments I've received for several years. So I was used to it. So I thought it's just one of what? Those compliments. So she went to sit after saying that. Then about 10 minutes later, she came back. Said, sir, I'm sorry. I'm not normally this forward. But something keeps on pushing me. I need to tell you this. I said, okay, what is, what are you being pushed to? He said, God told me while I sat down there that my grandfather's church is your church. Ah, that's a, a strange word. God told you, you are losing your church for me. Say yes. I thought it was a joke. I wish I could go into all the details, but the summary is this. God supernaturally arranged that a 6.5 million watt property was delivered on the platform of ease. No stress. No realtor involved. We just signed. And he said, it's yours. Even just before we signed, some other people heard about it. So they ran to them. They said, let's add $100,000 to their offer. The man said, ah, 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 ah. who told you I'm selling my property? God told me to give it to that man. And the rest is history. I declare. Now, God gave us that testimony as a ministry to give you a picture of an elevation. I declare, since there is elevation in the air, you will catch on yours. Somebody scream, Scream one more time. Elevation. God has a plan. Say it again. Say God has a plan. And because God has a plan, I'm fine. I will not be disappointed. You may be seated. God has a plan. God has a plan. That's the first thing I want to say concerning divine elevation. Secondly, you need to know that your elevation is by favor. <laughs> because, you know, when you mention things like this, some people, they just got into they just go into effort mode. And what do I need to do? Mm, mm. It's about what Jesus has done. You know, for years, we've preached on what we need to do at the expense of what Jesus has done. Should I repeat it? We have so much preached about what? What we need to do. We are used to preachers say step one, step two, step three. I'm not even know what I'm talking about. The seven steps to glory. The 25 steps to promotion. Ladies and gentlemen, God sent me here to tell you it's primarily about what Jesus has done. And since it's primarily about what Jesus has done, it will be delivered by favor, not by labor. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying God will not lead you. In fact, look at the way I said it. He will lead you. Even the things that you will do, he will be the one pushing you to hit. That is the order of the New Testament. He said, I will cause you. Hmm. So even the things you will do, you will not be able to brag about it. Because he's the one. Am I talking to somebody this morning? He said, the steps of the righteous are on. Ooh, am I the only one getting excited? The steps of the righteous are ordered. Because this is favor at work. 
you will stumble into something that will change your life, change your story, change your status. And it's not because you planned it, it's because you are ordered. The steps of the righteous are ordered. <laughs> There's a divine command issued from heaven that will literally drive you into your prosperity, drive you into your fulfillment, drive you into your destiny. Destiny. Somebody shout, my steps are ordered. So this is a function of favor. I'm favored by God. I'm at the right place at the right time with the right set of people doing the right thing. I'm favored. Look at the experience I had on Friday. I had no idea. If you had asked me this time last week that you will be talking to World Network, the largest African American Christian network in America, and they're going to be talking about. I've not even told you everything. I just gave you binti. Somebody said binti. It was a setup. Somebody shall set up. I was in a lorry on. Was it Friday? Friday. Attending uh, a funeral. Of a friend, of a friend's dad. And somebody walked up to me. I said, ah, I just want to find out. Uh, will you be able to host so, so, and so next week? Because there's an emergency. I declare you will have positive emergency in your life. <laughs> Do you know the first reaction? I said, ah, no. The week of our convention. I said, I wish it's another time. Not this week. But after I said no, something made me to change that no. And I said, mm, let me see. If, let me see. Maybe we can do something. And within five minutes, I changed the no to yes. Without thinking. Because if I thought, I would not have approved it. So I said, okay, 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 okay. So quickly, I just, you know what? My session on Thursday morning and Thursday evening, I can give it up. I said, let him come on Thursday. So I said, oh, they were so grateful. Thank you. It will come. My mind was not even thinking about the expenses involved. Just say, no good. Listen, you'll be a blessing. Because, in fact, my initial thinking was like, oh, I, I know the feeling. Can you imagine you are going to a nation for a major meeting and that meeting got cancelled last minute? So I said, oh, no, no, no. I don't want to put him through that. I've been to nations before, so I know how it feels. So I said, okay, because of that. I thought I was doing it. I said, because of that, I will let go of my what? Sessions. So it was finalized. I said, oh, thank you. So I told I told the director of operations, set it up, you know, have the flyers ready, and you know, I'm just I'm not gonna be preaching on Thursday. It will take my session. So he came on Thursday morning. Do you know the first thing on Thursday morning? The message he preached on Eagle Swing. He preached it not knowing the theme of the convention. It was when he got, got into the lounge and he saw the flyer and said, Ah, he said, God changed my message just before I walked in. And apparently, God started dealing with him after that morning session. Open the door for this man. I declare God will speak to someone on your behalf to open a mega door for you all. I did not lobby. 
listen, he has been at different churches. He's preached at Koza, he's preached at David Christian Center. So this is not the first church. But he came here and God told him after the first session, you must make it happen for him. And he did not even discuss with me. So he picked up the phone and he called the president of World Network. He said, I'm a Nigerian. And there's a, there's a man you should meet, Dr. K. I said, okay. I did not know anything. So he preached about it on, in the evening session. So after the evening session, he picked up the phone. Like he promised, a man of integrity. He called Kevin. Kevin is the name of the president. And they gave the phone to Kevin. I mean to me. I said, oh, hello. I said, I'm Dr. K. He said, oh, yeah, I know you. I said, okay. When next are you going to be in Nigeria? When next? When did you become my itinerary manager? He said, because what network is going to fly to Nigeria, bring all our equipment, and cover your meeting life to be shown in the U.S. and all over the world at that time. I said, okay. Don't stop. Then went further. And they said, okay, if you can help us do this and do this and do this, we bring you on board without a dime. Daily broadcasts or whatever. And you will not have to pay a dime forever. Yeah, you didn't hear that. <laughs> Television bills runs into thousands, if not millions of dollars every year. And I've not done anything till now. God arranged it. I declare, heaven we arrange or rearrange your destiny. What people are paying for, they are now telling you, just do this and do this for us. Then you can have it. I did not lobby and say, okay, can I do this for you? And as a result of that, you will lower my fee. Say no, do it for us and you won't pay a dime. Are you listening to me? Yes, sir. Elevation. You know, people will see you on the top. They will think you use muscle to get there. But what will you tell them? Come on, I can't hear you. I said, what will you tell them? Somebody shout, favor! Favor. It is set time to favor Zion. So, the elevation, you may be seated. I have like 10 minutes or thereabouts so that the second service people can come in. Listen. Nothing sets you up like favor. Somebody scream favor one more time. You have all the time, so let me jump to the third point. You want to know the third point? There is a fight of faith. Write it down. It's a fight to make sure what was promised is not denied. Now, inasmuch as favor is ready to deliver, there is an enemy that will do everything possible to disengage you from your favor. That's why Paul said in 1 Timothy chapter 6, verse 12, is a fight the good fight of faith. Now, turn to your neighbor and say, neighbor, fight the good fight of faith. I know most of us would prefer no fight. 
I don't need to fight. If it's favor, no fight. Now, it's favor, but you will still have to fight in faith. Now, listen, that fight is not to convince God to do it. That fight is to make sure you receive it. Are you listening to me? It's a fight to receive. It's a fight to receive. Everyone under the sound of my voice, I declare you will not be denied. You know, Hebrews chapter 3 talks about, you know, the promise being, the promise of rest being given to a generation and that generation failed the test of the fight of faith. Said they would not receive my rest and because of that they were denied. I declare you will not be denied. Who am I talking to this morning? I say you will not be denied. But you will need to fight throughout 27, 2018. Fight. Somebody say, how do I fight? Show up in every meeting you are supposed to show up. Because you don't know the meeting that will carry the word that will pump your faith. Don't make a habit of staying away from anointed gathering. Faith comes by what? By hearing. There is a word that carries your capacity to receive. The Bible says he came to his own and his own received him not. No, that was his own lacked the capacity to receive him. I declare in 2018, you will not be without the capacity to receive him. God forbid that heaven shows up in front of your house, but you fail to grab heaven. God forbid. I declare throughout 2018, you will be positioned to receive what is yours. So it's a fight. Why is it a fight? You will have opportunity to be distracted. There will be storms that want to take your attention off Jesus. Are you listening to me? Peter had this word. Come. And for a season, he came looking unto Jesus. And he was fine. The storm was around. And yet Jesus says, come. I know some of you would prefer no storm. Just come. Jesus will say, come, regardless of what? The storm. You will now have to make up your mind to make Jesus your focus. The storm is still there. But it's not about the storm. For as long as we are in this world. There will be storm. In this world. John chapter 16 verse 3 says. You will have tribulations. There will be storms. There will be things. That will you know, pull you away from your promise. But there is a fight of faith. That keeps you focused. Somebody say. I stay online. I stay in formation. I stay focused. Focus on the promise of God. Focus on that idea he gave you. Focus on that dream he put in your heart. Somebody shall focus. I came here this morning to charge you. Focus. I will be focused. You know the things that God is putting in your heart. Where 2018 is concerned. Write them down. The things he has told you. Write them down. Put them on your wall. Put them somewhere you can see it all the time. Read them to yourself. Fight. 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 Don't be that weak. No worry, do. No? Mm -mm. That's not fight. I'm tired. Tired of what? Do you know the person that gave you the word? Are you saying he's not able to deliver? Now, so, 
is you now making up your mind that I will not leave my position to receive. I fight. After all, he has done it all. It's just to receive it. Come on. Is this so difficult to receive? Just. He went to the cross. He died. He shed his blood. He made all the provision. All he's saying is stay focused on what I've done. Stay focused on my word. Stay focused on my love. You know, one of the greatest ways to receive is to get so absorbed in how much God loves you. Do you know people that are founded in the revelation of God's love towards them? They are never displaced from their receiving position. It's when you start doubting the love of God. That's when it's so easy to be distracted from receiving. Say, I don't know. I don't know whether I will show up. Ah, uh, ah. Uh. Has he failed you before? Anybody here, you want to report God to me? He failed me in 2015. He failed me in 2017. Can you raise up your hand? You have a report against God. If God has never failed you before, lift up your two hands and shout in 2018, he will not fail me. Come on, scream it again. Say in 2018, he will not fail me. I am convinced. I'm assured. I'm confident. So I fight to receive. When, even when it does not look like it, I keep on fighting. I'm not looking at the situation. I'm looking at his word. I'm not looking at the situation. I'm not looking at the storm. I'm looking at the fact that he loves me. I'm so focused on the fact that when Jesus stretched on the cross of Calvary, he screamed, it is finished. And Jesus cannot lie. How can Jesus say it's finished? And yet, and we act like it's not finished. I don't know what we're going to do. We're going to praise God. I said we are going to praise God. Do you know gratitude is a proof that you know is finished? If you know your promotion, your elevation, your next level for 2018 is finished, I want you to praise God for the next 30 seconds. Is that the best you can do? Come on, is that the best you can do? I want you to praise God. Confidence. Assured. It is finished. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I don't need a manifestation to praise him. The cross is enough proof. Oh my God. Did you get that revelation? No, so, so many times people are waiting for something to happen. They say, I will come and give testimony. That's a low level. There's a way you can focus so much on the cross. And the revelation of what was achieved on the cross becomes so real. That you don't need a manifestation to be convinced. The cross is all the proof. And it has a way of securing you in faith. You stop being tossed to and fro because of, hey, they said this, they said that. I mean, the, the project is going on in Chicago, which is so critical because we're moving in on December 15th. I got a text message in the middle of the message two days ago. It, I believe it was the devil that inspired that contractor to send the message. Uh, I'm traveling for two weeks, so I will not be back. I said, two weeks. 
two weeks is January. You were told to finish before the Sabbath. But now something came upon you to travel. I look at it. I said, the blood of Jesus. I will not meditate on this report. The report I have says that auditorium is ready December 31st. Closed case. So I had to fight. Did you get it? I had to what? Fight. I fought. I said, no way. I win. The fight is not to meditate on that. Because anything you meditate on becomes a manifestation. He said, I will not meditate on this. This is your own report. The report I have from heaven is that that place will be ready. That is the fight of faith. Just because God said it does not mean there will not be contest. But you fight in faith. So you come to church service like this to get equipped in faith. You are fired up. You wake up in the morning, you read your devotional, you pray in the Holy Ghost. What are you doing? To be prepared for the storm. I wish I could tell you there will be no storm. Oh, somebody said my faith has developed a point that no storm comes at me. Really? That is unscriptural. Because the Bible says many are the afflictions of the righteous. You know, the word you are standing on alone brings affliction. Because the Bible says persecution arose for the word's sake. So to expect no storm is to literally a, a position of laziness. So there will be a contest. But the Bible says fight the good fight of faith. Say with me throughout 2018 I will fight the good fight of faith. Every contrary report where my promise is concerned, I receive. I, I mean, I refuse to receive it. The only report I receive is that report based on God's word, based on God's love, and based on the blood of Jesus. I believe, I receive, I rejoice, and I rest. Can you rejoice one more time? So your elevation is coming, but you will have to fight. You will have to fight. Are you ready to fight? Fight for your home. Fight for your marriage. Fight for your career. Fight for your ministry. Fight for your finances. In closing, let me tell you something that you know. I believe the Spirit of the Lord helped us to pay attention to in the course of the conference, which I want to re-emphasize today. Stop Pretending as if there's no devil. Because some of us add surprise when things are not going wrong. You are like, okay, there's a devil who hates you. Now, can you inform your, your neighbor, say, the devil has an occupation to hate you. So stop pretending like there's no devil. Mark chapter 16, verse 17. He said, these signs will follow those who who believe. The very first thing he said, even before he talked about speaking in tongues, he said, they will cast out devils. In closing this morning, let me tell you something. We have so many devils to cast out in 2018. I know some of you prefer like, ah, no, no, devil just stay away from me. No. 
He has a right to come at you. But you have an authority to drive him out. Drive the devil out in your home. Drive the help in your finances. The devil is messing with your, with, with, with your clients. I'm talking to somebody right now. All of a sudden, a reliable client just changed attitude. Just say, okay, I will not argue with you. I know what to do. Bind the strong man. There's such a thing as a prayer of binding and losing. Stop pretending. Are you listening to me? Stop pretending like there's no devil. I know some of you have been told that it's all about leadership. If you can get your leadership skills together. Ladies and gentlemen, leadership is key. But listen here to me. The leadership, good leadership does not necessarily mean there won't be a fight. Was Jesus a bad leader? He ended up with a Judas. Even Peter, that was supposed to be the pillar among his apostles, at a time, he had to cast out the said, get behind me. He was not talking to Peter. He was talking to the devil that was walking through Peter. There will be people, there will be clients, there will be employees, there will be employers connected to what you are doing that you have to say, get behind me. Remember, it's not the person, it's the devil you are addressing. You know, the problem at times is that we mix up. We make it about the person. So when you are praying, you are praying against... No. If you kill that person by your prayer, the devil will recruit another person. Demons don't die. Get on your feet. So, so when you are taking authority, you are not taking authority over people. That would be witchcraft. You are taking authority over what? The devil walking through them. Have I communicated something to somebody? Fight and take authority. All of a sudden, something that, that was bringing two million in a, a, a month before, all of a sudden, it dropped to 500,000. And you start analyzing, hey, what did we do wrong? I'm not saying you should not analyze, but after you have done all your analysis, or should I even say, before you do your analysis, inquire of the Lord, where did things go wrong? And you know, if we inquire long enough, you will get the solution. You need to deal with this and deal with that. In as much as there are angels assigned to bring people's finances, there are devils that create leaks in people's finances. I declare everyone who has leaks in his finances, in our finances this morning, I, de I declare as God's prophet, those leaks are sealed right now. In 2018, where your family is concerned, I declare you are positioned to resist the devil consistently. You know, the Bible says it's strategic and it says resist the devil. In other words, you will have to what? Resist him. If he's not resisted, guess what? He will mess things up. I declare in 2018, your home, your health, your finances, your ministry, anything that concerns you will not be messed up. Whenever the devil is not being resisted, you just have a free flow. No way. Not this time around. This is my season to rule and reign and rise. In fact, I'm about to soar. Anybody ready to soar into the soar into the sky and fly all the way and fulfill the destiny that God has for him? The devil cannot mess you up. He cannot mess up your home. He cannot mess up your children. Share with you the other day. My son just woke up this weekend and became moody. 
hurting nothing. I say, ah. We first of all applied the natural whatever. What went wrong? Analyze. And after a while, my wife and I woke up and said, ah. Sure. Don't talk to him. He went inside. <clears throat> he took authority. Do you know within 30 minutes, the same boy changed attitude. He said, laughing. He said, ah. There are devils that mess up with teenagers. Because they are so vulnerable at that age. You don't sit down there and start analyzing. Hey, they are teenagers. They have a tendency to misbehave. Not my children. Yeshuda Bakatakaya. If you are here, there's a, there's, a, there's a pattern of people getting pregnant in your family as teenagers. Take authority. My kids will not follow after that pattern. They will not be loose. Yeshuda Bakayata. Not in this family. The demons have attached themselves to everybody. Not here. Are you listening to me? Yes, sir. I don't know why I'm saying that, but somebody needed to hear that. Stop pretending like there are no what? Devils. Devils are real, but God's authority is more real. So rather than deny the existence of God, the devils use your authority. Say with me, say, I am a responsible believer in 2018. I use my authority effectively. Take authority. You are your husband, your wife just change her attitude. Don't get into your melancholy and start analyzing. Say, okay, okay, okay. Don't worry. I won't fight with you. I know what to do. I remember there was a particular woman in our church. The Lord told me the day the spirit of rebellion entered her. God told me. I didn't take it serious. Until I saw the manifestation, say yay. But thank God she was delivered. Eventually. Good woman just changed. Spirit of offense sat down and started analyzing her life. Eh? When, you know, when the spirit of offense is at work, you will cook up things. Eh? You did this. You did this. I say, I didn't do anything. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. That's what I saw. She became rebellious. But thank God, her eyes opened. And she was like, no. Why did I do that? I wish I'd be more responsible when the Lord told me. Ladies and gentlemen, I declare in 2018, the elevation that you have been promised will be delivered without, without fail in the name of Jesus. I speak over everyone connected to this commission. Not only people here, but in the different viewing centers, in Leki, in Ikorodu, in Ogba, wherever they might be, in Akure, in Abelkuta, in Ife, in Abuja, in Portacourt. The preceding message was brought to you by King's Word Everywhere, Nigeria. We are located at Kingsword Auditorium, Etel Avenue, behind NNPC Filling Station, First Bank Bus Stop, off Kudarat Abiola Way, Argun, Lagos. Email kmiafrica at kingsword.org. Telephone 234-810-00-006-40.